0: Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the ATP Fitness Podcast. So in this episode, this is a recording of a webinar which we did for our ATP clients. In this webinar, we discuss your body knowing best when it comes to returning to the gym. As gyms begin to reopen and society begins to reopen, there can be added pressure to do something extreme in regards your training or your nutrition to try and get back to where you were or try to lose the weight that you have put on. We hope by the end of this podcast that you will have a different insight and a different mindset into your approach over the next few weeks and as gyms reopen, to take it slow, to do the basics and to feel good. So enjoy the podcast. Thank you. So uh, thanks very much first for for joining us. There's nearly 100 people have uh, actually registered, which is fantastic to see. Uh, Why are we doing this? Uh, I suppose... Your Body Knows Best was the the heading we came up with for this because training after lockdown, approaching approaching lockdown ending per se, which we hope is the last one. Uh, We're just walking from our own experience, from what we've seen over the years of people coming back from breaks in training and kind of going way too hard at it and then even taking extreme approaches to their nutrition trying to get back to where they were before. And this is a very different scenario that we all know we've lived through. So we're hopeful that by the end of this, you'll have a better understanding and just some real good tips to take for you to approach your training, your nutrition, and just how you feel about yourself and get the best results when we move through and we get open, which is in three weeks' time. So next slide. Who are we? 90% 90% of you know exactly who we are uh, You follow us on Instagram, you just you just know who we are But there are some new people have registered for the for the talk uh, And this probably will be going on as a podcast as well So look, myself and Kean, we're ATP We are fifth year of business now Even though one year has kind of been closed for most of it uh, But our fifth year of business And we have nearly 20 years experience between both of us uh, Training thousands of clients And we again have seen the mistakes people have made when it comes to training and nutrition uh, and it comes to weight loss and all we're we're here today is to just try and prevent you from making the same mistakes and to really just feel comfortable and confident uh, going into a gym setting or going back training and just knowing what to do uh, from tonight's talk that's who we are
1: Everyone, so we have three uh, main intentions uh, from the talk this evening. Uh, So the the first one is in recognising that this has not been uh, a normal break uh, from the gym. So we spent the last, over by the time we opened, five months uh, in lockdown. So even if you wanted to train in the gym, uh, you couldn't. We've all been told to stay at home, uh, stay, stay safe. Everyone has had uh, different circumstances. Uh, for you know, some people, uh, it hasn't affected uh, them too greatly or too much, uh, the, the, the lockdown and the pandemic that is. And then for other people, it's just completely turned their lives upside down uh, in a massive way. Um, you know, it could be like working from home now, minding the kids at home, homeschooling. Uh, from from home so just about recognizing that the, the last five months has been a really really tough time for a lot of you and a lot of people and just like you know learn to to, to be kind to yourself um and give yourself a break like you know if you know if you wanted to be training and um, you you might not have had the time uh you may have been going into the pandemic or into the lockdown like you know happy with your routine and all that might have uh, just been thrown up in the air uh but look it's, it's 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 not your fault uh for a lot of people with very little could have done about it so it's just you know give give yourself a break be nice to yourself um but like you know going into coming lockdown now we hope that at this evening you'll have uh, a good um idea as to the steps you need to take to kind of get your training routine back on track.
0: Like a big thing that we've talked about beforehand was, you know, we're speaking on the five-month break basis, but like a lot of people haven't trained in 15 months, as in Mm -hmm. since the pandemic has started. And, you know, it's recognizing a big thing you're going to see a a team across tonight is going to be, you know, being kind to yourself and not chastising yourself for not training or not being good at your nutrition because what we want to hammer home is that this has been a pandemic. You know, none of us have lived through this. So it's about recognizing where you are and kind of really being, okay, I'm here now. And this is what I can do about being here versus where you are before.
1: Yeah, so that kind of brings us into our, our second point then in that like everyone is different. Everyone's had different circumstances to deal with. Uh, and everyone is in a different place uh, right now um, as opposed to when they entered... The, lock, the third lockdown, but even the first lockdown when the pandemic began. So um, what we hope, frankly, is that like you figure out where you're at from a, a training point of view or from like a goals uh, point of view, a nutrition point of view. Uh, so figuring out where you're at uh, right now and the steps you need to take uh, to move uh, towards your goals and towards you getting back into a, a
0: good training. Routine. Like it is gonna matter where you see yourself and like where you might see yourself now versus after you finish listening to us might be slightly different because that approach is going to matter uh, when it comes to you getting back to where you want to get to.
1: And then the third thing we're going to look at, and then, will be uh, how to approach your nutrition for long-term results. So we know that uh, in the last few weeks, and as you know society starts to reopen up, uh, a lot of people will just panic and they'll jump on crash diets and you know, low calories and whatever the fad happens to be here that they've come across. Um, and unfortunately, that will uh, lead in a severe enough rebound. So, reading this evening's talk, hopefully, you'll have a few ideas as to how to you approach uh, your nutrition over the next few weeks, over the next few months. Um, but going. Uh, longer term than that, um, the steps you need to take uh, from a nutrition point of view um, to, to get to where you want to be. but not just not just your nutrition we're going to sleep about kind of uh, speak, speak about other things that are going to aid you getting there, like your, your sleep routine or your um, just your routine in general, your hydration, what's that like. Um, so it's not just about getting back to training. Um, it's also about the rest of your routine and, and your nutrition uh, that goes with.
0: That's where we need to focus on is that like, you know, people and look, it's great for us as gym owners that people see exercise as their solution. And that's why gyms are busy. And that's why we can't wait to go back to gyms. But it's not <clears throat> not not necessarily the exercise. Power. We'll touch on that later on. But like it's everything that the exercise does for you that correlates to your health. And that's what we want to try and make you aware of that. Yes, you haven't been able to get to the gym, but you can actually do a lot knowing the next few weeks that can have you just feeling a lot better physically and mentally that will have you in a good place for when gyms reopen. And that's the goal from the talk tonight. So uh, two, three hours. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so as we move, before we move on just as I said people have joined if you have a question if we're saying something that rings something that you want to ask put it in the question box somebody else will be thinking it so do ask the question and we'll get to it uh, either during the talk or probably at the end of the talk so <clears throat> next up
1: um, yeah, reality <laughs> yeah so the reality is uh, COVID and uh, the lockdown has not been a holiday for anyone um, and a lot of you listening this evening will be moms, like multiple kids. So, you know, better than anyone. And we know from speaking to you, uh, that the last, you know, year and a bit, uh, last five months, especially has been like really tough. I think John would both agree that the third lockdown has been the most difficult for yeah. a lot of people Brutal. Uh, and in many ways, yeah, brutal and you know, people who would have had, um, Good routines that they would have been happy with before around their exercise around nutrition that really did just like all go out the window this time around um and we wanted to know that's okay like if you're thinking oh yeah he's talking about me <laughs> and like you know that happened to a lot of people this yeah. time around so you know it's it's recognizing that the last five months have been really tough you might have been working at home, that's why it shows that picture with like you know, screaming kids in the background, trying to do your job, trying to homeschool, trying to entertain the kids, make food for the kids. You know, it's, it's pretty full on, like. Okay, so um, it's about recognizing that, like, the last five months has been pretty brutal for a lot of you and a lot of people. So, if you haven't been exercising. And you haven't been doing a, a large training. That's okay. Yeah. Um. Th- th- there's no point in, as you are know, saying, like chastising yourself for anything that's happened last five months when you've had so many other things going on.
0: It's not going to do anything for you. You, you like feeling bad to yourself and giving out to yourself for not being not doing it isn't going to actually achieve anything. You're living in the past, okay. And there was a, a thing I read about like you know uh, pandemic fatigue and people almost adapting so much that we forget we're still living in it you know and it's like I should be doing these things but it's like no you shouldn't it's like your whole life has been upturned so it's about recognizing for some people it really is and I've always I've talked about this loads of times in my emails and etc so you have people it's two ends of the scale I've talked to people who've been like oh yeah it's been okay it's a bit of an inconvenience and I have people who are struggling to get through the day so you know where you are is going to determine like what you're going to do next and the last five months, as, as we spoke, keen said to me before we came on, we just re- kind of realized that, like, the, when we open in three weeks' time, is going to be our first time open in 2021, which is yeah. just <laughs> bizarre yeah. to think. You know, but, like, January, February, for so me... We've been working Yeah, hard, like, uh, <laughs> January and February, for me, honestly, personally, were, were brutal months. I think for a lot of people as well, the weather didn't help, you know, didn't know when there was an end there. Training... If it wasn't like your number one priority Pre-lockdown It's definitely not going to be a priority During lockdown And it really is about You've gotten through to here It's been 15, 14, 15 months now at this stage And you've gotten through to here With the roller coaster, the up and downs That have come with the, the emotions Attached to the lockdown If you're somebody who has trained And you just you switched And you adapted And you tra- you trained straight away And you've it's helped you in some way To maybe create a routine Because it's something we spoke about was that like you know, as Keen was coming in here today. So for today's uh, talk with the Keen staying here all day, he normally goes away later on in the day. Has his routine, and he was talking about getting his food ready for staying here later, and like that's just the really small example of we've now created a routine of our new I hate using the word but new normal, uh, and here's like it's actually I had this chat with another guy about like my food has been the best it's been because I'm in such a routine of there's not much else to do. So my food has been pretty good in that that sense. When society reopens, when things start getting busy again, that's where the challenge may lie. So if you're somebody who's kind of used to that routine, it's going to be about thinking ahead now to what your new routine is going to look like and leaving yourself time for traveling to places. I think even like coming to ATP, I'm not used to traffic. I've seen traffic. I'm like, why? I'm so sick of traffic already. Uh, Like driving home on the link, like leaving here at four or five o'clock is not a good idea. So... You know, It's going to be about realising what we were doing previous and now recognising all those things that we were doing were in a full lockdown. So things are going to change. You have to think, planning ahead. What is my day going to look like? What is my week going to look like? And making the changes for that.
1: And then when it's come back to the, the, the training um, and come back to the gym, it's like, what's your primary motivation um, for doing that? And, and there's a few things... Uh, we mean there so like are is your primary motivation coming back to the gym you know getting back into enjoying exercising and feeling good um and, and you know making progress like track tracking what you're doing and enjoying that process of getting stronger or are you now motivated you know because like you feel bad and you want to punish yourself for like you know not exercising and training for the last uh five uh, for five months and, and being hard hard in yourself so there's a there's a big difference in mindset there and like you know we definitely both believe like you should be in the first mindset of coming back into the gym and come back into training because you enjoy training and because you enjoy the process and because you like lifting weights mm. as opposed to feeling like you need to punish yourself because you shouldn't you haven't been doing what you, you think you should have been doing over the last few months
0: and again something that you're going to hear from us a lot and like I said it, it's a bit ironic coming from two roads who one a gym but like you know the exercise isn't the be all and end all when it comes to you wanting to say lose weight or lose some weight you put on over lockdown it plays a part it plays an important role but don't put the importance of the exercise ahead of things like nutrition, ahead of things like sleep and rest. Like these things are what's going to matter when it comes to weight loss. Whereas we have this emphasis and we have this belief that, you know, the training three or four times a week, I've often had clients, you know, doing nutrition with me and stuff. And they're like, "Oh, they up my training. And I'm like, no, you don't need to up your training. We just watch the food here. That's going to be the key. If you're training a few times a week, that's going to be what we want to focus on consistent the whole time versus thinking four or five sessions, absolutely destroyed
1: and the reality is there is that like planned exercise and job about planned exercise with like only personal training going to the gym going to do to, to do a class the calories we burn through planned exercise is very very small in, in very, very small terms of the overall calories we burn and if you are coming back you know with that idea of killing yourself four or five times a week that's going to have a drastic impact on your energy levels and your calorie expenditure throughout the rest of the week It's going to have that like knock on impact where you might not be burning as many calories as you.
0: And if you're coming back like with the attitude and like, so here's I suppose it's two sides of the coin. Like if you want to come back, you're like, lads, I want to get in good shape. I'm ready to go. I feel really good. I'm in a good place mentally. At home with work, you know, I feel good. Energy's good. Food's been good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's smash the sessions. Let's go really hard. Let's make a program. Let's go. Majority of people are not going to be in that position after five months or a year of not training. So it's recognizing you might not be there and that is okay. And going, okay, I have to take smaller steps here. And if you come back and go, I just want to enjoy training. I just want to train once or twice a week for my health, for me to feel good. What you're taking away is expectation. And expectation is a killer when it comes to ruining your happiness. And I said, for example, my expectation going to golfing yesterday was quite high. And I was so annoyed at myself for because I set my expectations so high and I hit it so low that that was a bit of an unreal expectation I set myself. Okay, And I, I became annoyed and didn't enjoy my round of the golf because of that. It's the exact same with training. You're coming in going, I'm going to train this way. I'm going to get this many sessions in every single week, no matter what. And you set the bar too high and you don't hit it. And then you're disappointed, even though you are doing more than you were probably doing previous.
1: So the main focus here is coming back to the gym back to training if you haven't been training for it is be kind to of yourself ease yourself into it gradually and focus on enjoying the exercise yeah. and choosing exercises that you that you want to do as opposed to exercises that you feel you should
0: be doing yeah there is no have to exercise best if you if you are if you're listening to this or watching this and you're looking or you're putting in questions what's the best exercise for fat loss or whatever You need to re-educate yourself, you need to learn a little bit more because there is no best exercise, best workout. The consistency of what you do over time is what's going to determine it. So like you smashing something for two or three weeks and then being sick of it or don't enjoy it so you stop is not going to be beneficial. You doing an exercise or just movement in general, but you do it two or three times every single week for the rest of your life, That's of course is going to benefit you more. So just consider that.
1: Yeah, and then finally so forget the past forget what you were doing pre-lockdown pre-covid uh that does not matter right now if you're comparing you know um i used the diaries there for example for any of the atp members uh, watching there we track and record everything that you're doing if you're comparing what you were doing five months ago or pre-covid to what you're able to do now um that's that's gonna massively take from your experience okay you need to um you need to lower the expectations there in a, a big way and focus on you know starting off uh nice and easy and like building back up to that. So, for example, there, um, after the lockdown, we'll be doing the exact same in here. We'll be open back up. We're not even going to be looking at those diaries for the first one or two weeks back, nope. it's really going to be you know just easing back in, going late with the weights. Um, doing this body weight work uh doing you know um, uh, dropping the weight right back and making sure that you know you're not you're not crippled afterwards with like muscle soreness because that's that's just not enjoyable no. um you want to come away from the sessions like feeling good feeling yes like you've done 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 a good workout but feeling you know th- when you get up the next day uh, that you want to go back for more um as opposed to, uh, you know, comparing what you did on that first session uh, when you're back to what you did in your book five months ago. It's because irrelevant. Instead of being happy about being at that exercise, instead of being happy about what you're doing there, and then you're going to be sad and down the dumps comparing. Uh, what you were lifting five, five months ago, or pre, pre pandemic, fifteen months
0: ago. Comparison is the thief of joy. We've heard that loads of times. That comes into your body image, your shape, your weight. It comes to your training. So it really is. It's only when you start comparing yourself to, to other people or to yourself even uh, in in something that like you were a different person five months ago or fourteen months ago, whatever it was. When you were, if you were training regularly, you were eating well, you were just feeling really good. I know you've had the stress of a pandemic that has stopped that then you shouldn't be going, oh my God, I should be back to that really quickly. It really isn't going to happen like that. What might happen if you take the wrong approach is that you will try and get back there as quick as possible in a way that's unsustainable. And then you'll slowly not be able to maintain that and keep going back. And then that forever up and down, roundabout dieting, exercising, stopping will just repeat itself. So it really is almost a plea to be like, you know, don't do anything extreme, be kind of approachable in 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 the way you go to your training. So like if if someone suggests to you if it's not or say an ATP if you're training with somebody else, and it's like we're going to bring the weight back, we're just going to do these exercises. Don't be thinking, okay, I was able to squat that much before, or I was able to do this much exercise before. But what happens is you do those exercises and you're sore for two, three, four, five days, and that's just not going to help you in the long run. So slow and steady is genuinely going to win that race Like,
1: and, and there is certainly uh, a time and a place for the diaries and like tracking your progress and tr- and tracking what you're doing in the gym but like not from week one yeah. so like you know give that first, first <coughs> block of two or three weeks back training ease back into it and then if you want to start tracking again you can kind of like uh, work that back out.
0: And that's the same with your like your measurements and your weigh-ins and your nutrition. Your nutri- like if you're coming in to doing measurements and weigh-ins and you're like, can I look back on my weigh-ins from last year or from six months ago? You're a very different person living a very different life. And you could be in better shape if you decided to get your nutrition in check and you trained all the way through. You could be in better shape and that's great. But you're in a very different place to that time. So it's, again starting from the point that you're at so like take the approach of from now or from three weeks time when gym's open of here is my starting point and you just go from here and you compare yourself from here now to yourself in six weeks or eight weeks from here that's going to be the
1: we promise that that'd be a much more enjoyable experience yeah uh as 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 opposed to comparing back and and potentially feeling bad about where you're at super
0: So everyone is different, <clears throat> and this is where we spoke about. You know, people have been in different places, absolutely, and it's something that opened my eyes in the pandemic of just how different we all are and how different lives we all live. Um, and you have categories of people who say have done absolutely no exercise, and I'm talking, no, like you know, pre-pandemic or like the pandemic kicked in. And somebody who's exercising a few times a week has now stopped exercising since and just couldn't find the motivation, couldn't get back into exercise. And that's perfectly fine. But what you have to recognize is that approach means you have to look at yourself as a beginner. Okay. It doesn't mean you can't get back to the way you were training. It just means you have to take a beginner's mindset, a beginner's approach to your training, to your nutrition, and it's like, okay, I need to start from the start and not look back to where I was, and that means if you do done no training, light sessions, training once or twice a week, and the extra sessions can be a bit of walking, and that's going to be enough because gradually we have muscle memory, okay? So when you don't use your muscle, you know, it, it, you need to u- use it or you lose it, they say, but like, you know, you have to continuously train to maintain your muscle mass, maintain your strength, but there's also muscle memory there. If you've been training for a while and you go back training after a period of time, your body starts remembering these things and eventually then you kind of start that picking up pace. But you have to take, if you haven't been exercising in five months or exercising in a year, just take a beginner's mindset and just be like, okay, I'm here as a beginner and I'm going to take a very easy bodyweight exercises, a little bit of resistance, maybe training once or twice a week is going to be plenty for you to get that, that response that we're looking for. People have taken up online training. So we saw in lockdown one and two, numbers were low enough, I suppose, in the the online stuff with PT and the classes. Uh, Lockdown three, we saw a massive increase. I don't know, just people were just fed up and just realized they wanted to do something. So we saw a lot of people take up online training, online PT. Now, again, with this, this has been fantastic to keep people moving and keeping their heads clear. But with the online training, you have two aspects. So with our classes, they're very cardio-based, bodyweight-resistant exercises and you have your personal training people have been doing, but some people have been doing limited equipment and have been like, you know, paying through the roof for two dumbbells and stuff. But it is going to be still very different when you go back into a gym setting. So even if you've been doing online training and you've been training once, twice a week, which is great for your health, don't assume because you've been doing training, we say two, three kg dumbbells and a band or whatever, that you can just go back in full on to all resistance training with machines and bars and that type of thing because... What's going to happen here is you're going to have severe DOMS. Remember DOMS is delayed onset muscle soreness. Everybody knows about muscle soreness, but my Keen spoke about this, is that like, you know, it's not something to be proud of. And no matter, I think no matter, even the little bit we do, and we've, we've learned this over the years, even with a beginner. So someone joins ATP uh, and we do like the minimal that we see as like, you know, squats, maybe some push-ups on the bear, some light machines, and that person is sore for two or three days, regardless. Like.
1: It's, it's become this kind of, unfortunately, it's become this kind of like, nearly like, a, you know, this rite of passage when you're like, start training or get back into training. That like, oh, I need to be sore. I need to feel it. But like, we really dislike when clients are very sore from training, we, especially new clients. We, yeah. we, we hate that. So like, you know, just because you're not sore, doesn't mean you didn't have a great session.
0: Yeah, it's very important to recognize. And that that goes for trained people as well. You see it even more in trained people. So it's like, oh, I'm not getting sore, so I'm not getting as much from the session. So all you're trying to do in training is create an adaptive response, okay? So sketch get your muscles to adapt to a new stimulus. That new stimulus can be so many different things. So that can be you doing one extra rep than you did previous before. It can be you taking a 30-second break less than you did before. Because Your body then hasn't done that before, it has to adapt. It can be you doing obviously a little heavier, so just make There's sure no everyone's on mute.
1: There, yeah,
0: we'll just uh, I'll have a look there, I'll find out who has the mic. Uh, but yeah, so basically, the adapted stimulus response is what we're talking about, and it's very, very important that you find a way to. Challenge the stimulus, but that doesn't mean you have to push yourself to absolute failure in every single exercise, in every single set and rep. And because you're not sore, doesn't mean you haven't progressed.
1: And, and where the soreness can have a, a massive negative impact, uh, then as well, when you get back into training, is if you're very sore uh, from from that first few sessions back, that's going to have a big knock-on impact on the rest of the exercise and the rest of the movement even you do that week. So instead of going home and the next day getting up and walking and moving around a lot more uh, which we call your your niche your non-exercise activity and um, that is going to like drastically drop if you're very sore because you're just going to be constantly sitting down a lot more and not wanting to move as much
0: and this is where we we touch on you know when you go into training and you if you're looking at training as a calorie expenditure tool you don't really want to do that because as Kian said, if you're smashing workouts, if you do like a big hit workout and you're so wiped out that you do nothing else for the rest of the day where you'd normally be moving a lot, you're gonna burn, you're not gonna burn as many calories as you would have. Remember, most of our calories throughout the day and not necessarily in that training session. Same if you're really sore. If you're really sore, you're not gonna have the motivation to get up and go for a nice long walk. You know, So it is just moderating your training to where you're at. So even those who've been doing online training, just make sure when you come back again, take that slightly beginner's mindset, you know, and after a few weeks, you'll probably adapt a little quicker to somebody who hasn't been exercising at all, but still give yourself that couple of weeks.
1: So it's like, I suppose even if you were training four or five days before, but you you haven't really been training much over the last, you know, four or five months, like definitely don't immediately go back into that four or five days training. Start with two, and then maybe the following week, see how your body reacts to that. And then, you know, scale upwards, you can start adding in, uh, maybe one day a week extra, depending on how you're feeling after the work.
0: Itself. It's gonna be that feedback that you're looking for. and uh, that biofeedback. So feedback from your body. And that's what we kind of use all of the time with our clients in the session, but also when it comes to when they come back after a session. So biofeedback is like, okay, how was your body? How are you feeling? How how was that? If that felt okay, okay, we do a little bit more. But even when they come back then, how did you feel after that session? If someone's like, oh my God, I couldn't walk for three days. Then we're like, okay, we done a little bit too much in that session, so we're going to scale it back today. We'll scale it back. We'll see how that goes. You come back the next day, and then we go, okay, how did you feel? I felt, okay, I was obviously sore for a day, soreness is normal. Okay, that was fine, so now we can probably do that session again or do a little bit more, okay? And that, that feedback is going to be very important. Don't feel you, you not being able to walk for two or three days is completely normal. It probably just means you've overdone it for where you're at right now. Something new. The last one then,
1: uh, so people, a lot of people have um, gone out and tried something new. So a lot of people who um, were training in the gym, doing a lot of resistance training, uh, they've kind of had that taken away from them. So they might have replaced it with something else. So replaced it with, with running, cycling, with cycling, something. with something outdoors, which is like fantastic. So you've replaced one form of exercise with another. But that doesn't mean that they're going to like translate back. Uh, in, into uh, the other so f- for example there what i mean is if you've been running a couple of days a week uh, you've built up uh, a fitness and a tolerance um and are now conditioned to running but that doesn't mean that when you go back to the gym um it's just going to tra- tran- transfer over onto the lifting of the weights yeah. so if you go back you know squatting barbels and deadlifting x, x bars your legs are still uh going to be very sore and if you do too much too soon
0: yeah so it is important to to know that there are different types of training we always say like people always talk about resistance training versus cardio training it's like there's never a versus there people should be doing resistance training and and cardio based training like you know along with some stretching and stuff but it's just important again to recognize where you're at in this stage so almost everyone needs to be taking a slightly beginner's mindset to when they come back to the gym regardless of where you're at but if you're someone who has not exercised in a long period of time you have to remember your body needs to adapt again and you and it will you will get there but you have to just take it really slowly and don't think by doing four or five sessions a week and pushing yourself to the limit it's probably going to lead to injury because even the movements themselves your hip hinging you know you're squatting Your joints probably even haven't been in those positions, so you loading up then on weight with those joints not moving in that position is only going to lead to injury as well. So no exercise, like really beginner's mindset, but don't worry, muscle memory, you get back In a a few weeks' time, in a few months' time, you'll gradually build it up again, okay? When it comes to online training, same thing. Take that beginner's mindset, but it'll probably come back to you a little bit quicker. But just because you haven't been using certain machines, certain exercises don't feel, again, weights you were lifting previous, you should be anywhere near that. You won't. You won't be anywhere near that. And if you try to go near that, again, injury is what's going to happen. And I guarantee you'll see people picking up injuries quite a lot who are going back in with that attitude. And again, with the runners... Your, your joints are you know taking a beating when you are running knees and hips and stuff again if you're just doing that and you're not you haven't done other exercise think movement we have to get you moving in those positions again and just getting the body used to changing positions
1: so <clears throat> so, so, so we're going kind to of cover how to approach yeah. to the to resistance training <clears throat> uh depending on where you're at so hopefully you can see what category that you fall into, and the steps you should now be taking when you do come back to resistance training, when you do come back to the, to the uh, gym. And something else that, we, like, you know, we, we wanted to touch on here as well was, uh, and we did kind of speak briefly about there is that the benefits of exercises uh, or exercising versus weight loss. So, as Ian spoke about uh, at the start, uh, people associate exercise with weight loss. But the reality is, you know, I believe, Ian believes, Exercise is a pretty terrible, you know, form of weight loss. And if you're relying on exercise to lose weight, um, you're probably not going to make much progress, or f- for too long. I've made the mistake uh, myself in the past, and I'm sure a lot of you um, have uh, have also made it. So we're just asking you to like not repeat uh, that 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 mistake again. Use exercise um, as a form of you know in getting stronger. Um, increasing muscle mass, increasing bone density, feeling good—you um, know, uh, fantastic for your for your mental health. Great uh, to, to to help you with your your, your sleep. Um, like we spoke there's...
0: about there before, I was doing, I was teaching spin there at Quavers Cor- Five, and I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> spin, you know, beforehand. And I always am certain times before training or before class, and like I know, like the term mental health, I think, has been you know thrown on loosely especially by gyms and stuff saying, why we should be open sooner and stuff. And look, it's a topic up for debate. But when it comes to like feeling better, I said, Keen. like it really is just about starting. Yeah. Like uh, the hardest part, I know it's a cliche, but the hardest part is starting. So I went into the spin classes like, ah, oh, spin. So I wanted to focus on the talk a little bit and stuff. Just I was just feeling a bit tired. 10 minutes into the class and I was like oh, yeah, I am buzzing this is great uh, you know really just because it it naturally releases endorphins exercise does that anybody who exercises knows when you train you will always feel better we've had people come in here who were like I wasn't coming in yeah. an out the door different person we
1: have like many clients over the years <clears throat> who have uh, been on um, antidepressants and, and 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 medication and you know over time and throughout the course of, like you know, um, exercising regularly massively, massively helps them um, with with their mental health yeah. and 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 their mindset. So it's about like you know looking at the, the the benefits of exercise and asking yourself why you're exercising, and you know hopefully it's for like the many reasons that I listed there, yeah. increasing cardiovascular health, feel, feeling good, uh, as opposed to Exercising to lose weight because you will have a very different relationship uh, with exercise. Um, if if you're exercising for for for, your, for the other benefits as opposed to looking at it as a weight loss tool.
0: Like if your motivation is I'm going to train to lose weight, as we spoke about, you step on that scales, scales doesn't move, your motivation to train drops, and it's almost like it doesn't play a massive role, as we spoke about. Like you know, so you need to come away from the association, like the reasons that exercise can even go against your weight loss is as we spoke about you train really hard or you're really sore from a training session you're moving way less but also if you come back and you start doing three four five training sessions a week and you're really really active that's going to make you hungrier so a lot of time you'll end up eating more food which we know the calories in there that that causes issues so that's even how exercise can go against
1: in the past when i didn't like when i initially started to try to lose weight uh many years ago and um, the only you know thing I knew to do at the time was to go running but what I didn't realize was that running was making me hungrier and my weight initially uh, for about six months uh, started going up so um, and then uh, and as a result I now hate running <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but like so, so it's 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 about picking and choosing exercises you enjoy as opposed to exercises you feel like you you need to be doing it,
0: yeah. do? so I hope that covers that any questions that let us know uh nutrition and weight loss so long-term success is what you're gonna hear from us here
1: yeah so um please like you know
0: it is a plea' we're actually yeah it, it, is, it is honestly that's why we're doing this
1: don't do anything uh extreme uh, don't engage in any crash diets uh don't do any massive uh dropping of calories um don't buy into any any of these fads that you are going to see popping up um you know uh trying to get you to buy in the next uh, few weeks um looking f- uh, for rapid weight loss because like what we can guarantee you is a rapid drop in scales weight uh is going to lead to weight regain
0: 100 percent. and if like if you haven't done our field Gear program or you haven't trained with us then like you need to get educated on how it works because when you understand how it works, it doesn't, it won't mess with your head as much. And you'll be hesitant. You'll know when someone tries to sell you something that's a quick fix or just like they're trying to make money from you, you'll be able to recognize that. And that's a big, that's a powerful tool. And as as hard as it can be, and again, we spoke about this the other day about you know how your brain kind of rewires itself when you do something that's called repeated to response behaviors. Okay. So when you do something over and over again, your brain can rewire itself for that to become a habit. And we were talking about the weighing scales and we said, like, you know, even talking to clients who we we're like, they know, like they did. We said it so many times, but the scales is still the thing because you've been ingrained time and time again for so many years that the scales is the most important factor. So you're not going to be able to just stop.
1: Or, or that it's only, it's the only measure of progress. Yeah. So um, you're taught to believe that like, if you're not progressing in the right direction the scales weight, you're not making progress.
0: Yeah, you like that's try yeah, answer. try your best to come away. I know it's, it's easier said than done, but try and come away because what it is, okay, with, with the weighing scales, you're getting immediate feedback. And we love feedback. So sometimes we have to wait for feedback from a result. But if you if you jump on the scales, you have that positive or negative feedback. So that's why people love doing it. But it really isn't the the focus of your health. Uh, like if you're trying to lose a few pounds but you're you're stressing out, and that stress is actually causing you to eat more or to try and train harder or not sleep at all, that's not going to benefit you. So, And, and
1: they can all be unreal uh, measures as well. Yeah. So like, is your sleep improving? Do you feel like you have more energy? Are you happier? Uh, measurement, like doing physical measurements, taking pictures. So there's many, many uh, measures of progress, not just the skates.
0: It's so important because, and again, even when we say get a win in, in a progression it's like we don't give it the same uh, laudits that we give to the weighing scales. So it's like, you know, if you're a troubled sleeper and you start sleeping one or two extra hours per night, like that's like, in, for, for what we know about health and uh, how sleep affects, impacts our health, like that's a huge, huge win. If you're someone who's drank no water, like a half a liter of water, you're now got up to over time one and a half liters of water. Again, from your long-term health point of view, the benefits of that are ridiculous. So that's a much bigger win than you. Oh, I'm, I'm up a bit because I was drinking more water. I'd rather you be up a little bit than not drinking the water. Yeah. So don't fall. Just don't fall for the facts. Because I know there's pressure. Uh, we've seen it in England. There was a huge article we got sent yeah. about like when England was first opening up as to like people were jumping on massive diets. But even we saw uh, in the last couple of weeks a pickup. Yes. in classes and, and people kind of aren't it's just it, about yeah. nutrition and stuff like you know but that's uh, because the pres-
1: social pressure so like people now realise oh I'm going to be going to restaurants, I'm going to be going out meeting friends again that I might not have seen in like six plus months um, I don't look how I looked last summer uh, and, then, and then panicking and you know choosing to do something drastic to try and make them feel better whereas it's, it's just going to you know you're just going to be spinning your wheels, getting frustrated um, and you're going back be back to where you started again. So like it's like, like before you do anything uh, that seems extreme or drastic so just ask yourself are you doing the basics? So like are you you know sleeping to seven, nine hours a night? are you drinking two two and a half plus liters of water a day? Do you have a good daily routine that includes a bit of exercise and getting fresh air uh, and, and clearing your head? Because if the answer is no to any of those, just start there.
0: So we, we've seen like uh page. we've seen people get on to us, you know, uh, clients saying, Oh, I think I need a plan or you know, yeah. a nutrition plan for the next few weeks to get back into it. And then we ask, uh, have you been doing these things? No, 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 no. Okay. It's it's like again, we're putting the importance of a meal plan or a nutrition plan. I have to be doing this. And it's like trust okay, so if I go to a specialist, I, I'd like to think that, you know, they know what they're talking about. They they have an idea, they've they've studied a lot, they have a lot of experience. So I'm gonna to listen to what they say. So listen to what we're saying. We have 20 years of experience. The boring stuff works. Like if you look at your sleep, look at it. And don't think to yourself, I'm a bad sleeper. That's just who I am. No, you're not. You're somebody who's not doing the things that will improve your sleep on a daily basis. So that's why you're a bad sleeper. I can't drink enough water. Why, cannot, why can you not drink enough water? Okay, so if I can only drink half a litre, then how do I get that up? Okay, maybe flavour the water with some sugar-free cordial. Something like skimmed milk is a great way of keeping hydrated. So, you know, there's a hydration index there. That can help. Maybe just kind of finding ways for today to a, increase your a water intake. Put glass
1: in your kitchen sink so that when you come down in the morning, you just automatically drink
0: it. We spoke item. about the book uh, Atomic Habits yeah. loads of times. Like, you know, it's, really it's, pl- it's placing a habit somewhere that you want to create in a habit that you already do So it's like You know I can don't have my multivitamin And my fish oil in the morning I always have a full pint of water That's my day started Because I always take my multivitamin So I know I remember to take my water Simple
1: Building a habit Takes a lot of repetition So it takes like Having to do it over and over And over again Which is boring Yeah But like once you build And create that habit It's no longer an effort Yeah uh, It's not something you have to think It was only
0: uh, It was only the book I'm reading In the moment uh, This morning I was listening to And they were speaking again about this type of thing. So it's like when we're trying to learn something new, our frontal part of our brain is active. It's working really hard to try and get this new thing and we have to do it over and over again. And a habit isn't 21 days. Habit is repetition. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. Eventually, when it becomes a habit, it actually moves from the front of the brain into the back of the brain. And that's where it's stored as like, this is what I can do all of the time now. And it won't happen unless you repeatedly do something. Okay, so you have to find ways of putting in something into your your daily life that you can do all of the time. So don't think if I cut my carbohydrates or if I go on this extreme diet or if I go training five or six days a week, then I'm going to be this certain way because the chances are you will not be able to sustain that over a long period of time. And that brings us into what I tell everyone, I get back into your cot, your consistency over time. Tick the boxes, forget about the fancy stuff, if you're doing these things over time, like we just spoke about, ticking boxes every single day, you're doing it for 5, 6, 10, 12 weeks, you're going to see a drastic improvement in your overall health, your energy, your mood. And then if you think you need a bit of tweaking from there, that's where you start going. But anytime I do a check-in with a client, it's like they fill in the check-in sheet and I'm going through it, it's like, you know... How's your nutrition? How was your sleep? How was your stress? How was your water? Where are you at in your menstrual cycle? All these things. And I'm like, okay, are we ticking boxes here? So when I look at the answer, I'm like, have we ticked the box? And if it's like a couple of no's, then the conversation is, okay, why haven't we been able to hit these targets or tick these boxes? And it's then getting to the root of that of why I'm not doing it. And then that awareness raises, okay, this week I'm gonna try and tick that box.
1: So consistency will always be extreme uh, short term every single time. So training twice a week uh, long term is going to far outweigh training four or five days a week shorter, okay? So RTC scale, so that's our readiness to change scale. How ready are you uh, to implement uh, and make a change? So scale from uh, one to 10, one being little to no chance of successfully making that change, 10 being um, 100% uh, likely that you're you're capable of making that change so if i was to ask you if you currently drink one liter of water a day and i was to ask you um can you start drinking three liters of water a day from tomorrow that is a one or a two because there's no way you can go from one liter of water a day to three liters of water a day Whereas i was asked to ask you can you go from one liter of water a day to one and a half liters of water a day that's going to be a nine or ten so the 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 likelihood uh, of you being able to make that like sustainable long term change is far far greater. So before you make any change or before you jump onto any uh, diet, ask yourself where does this lie on my readiness to change scale. Because if the if you're being truthful with yourself, and you know the answer is a four or five, that like you might do it while you're motivated for a week or two, but when that motivation goes away, which it will uh, you're just going to stop doing it. so unless it's up there like you know being a nine or ten it's it, it's not going to work for you so make changes um that are uh, maintainable for you uh sustainable for you and that you can uh adapt to long term as opposed to you know a drastic quick fix that you know you know deep down yourself you're not going to be able to sustain long term.
0: like motivation and willpower is limited supply So every time we use motivation or use our willpower to do something, we're using a little bit up. There's only so much there each time. So when you use that up, then that willpower is gone, that motivation is gone. And that's where we have this feck it mentality. And it's like, oh, it's not worth it. And we kind of go back to our old habits and our routines. So what again we're trying to create is small changes that will create that habit over time that you're not the decisions you're making aren't down to willpower and trying to and motivation every single time that it becomes this is just what I do. I am just somebody who exercises regularly. I am just somebody who eats nutritious food. I am just somebody who doesn't drink that much or drinks plenty of water. Become that somebody versus this is what I'm doing because I'm on a diet. and or this it's, is what I have to do. Yeah, that like, that language and recognizing when you're saying the language is like, oh, I won't have that because I'm on a diet. It's like, no, I don't want that, please. Or it's like, I am I just eat this way or I just I decided not to drink. Like these things exactly. happen.
1: There's people always say to us in, in here when we're not working on the floor, we're doing our own training and it's like oh my god you've such amazing uh, motivation um to, to, to keep training it doesn't take any motivation if i had to get motivated every time i went to train i probably wouldn't train it's because like we love trains it's just, it's just part of what we do it's part yeah. of our lifestyle it's you know we've built it into our daily routine—it's not this big effort or chore that we we, we we look at. Yeah. And if you take that mentality and, and and try to get to that place with your water intake, with your vegetable intake, with your protein intake,
0: with your you exercise, know, like and that's why again, like you know, if, if, you're huge, if you're not a huge fan of exercise, you know, stop thinking you're going to be able to do four or five workouts a week. If if one or two workouts feel like a chore then like you're not going to do four or five. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, okay, I can do one. Maybe I'm not a huge fan of resistance training. Okay, I'll try and do one resistance training session because you know it's good for your health. You know it's good for your bone density. You know it's good for for, for everything. Okay, so I'll do one. And I might go for a brisk walk or a light jog or something because I enjoy that. Or I might go for a cycle. You have to find something that you enjoy because you just won't keep it up. And I suppose, I said, we have like, we feel a bit over 20 years experience between the two of us. And it, it, it just kills us a little bit when we see people just genuinely making the same mistakes over and come back again after six weeks or after 10 weeks and they're like, okay, I'm back again. And they say it themselves, like I'm back again, instead of just continuously training all of the time in a way that they can. If that's one session a week or two sessions a week or more or whatever, it's about doing what you can and recognizing where you are in your life right now will play a big role in that too. So as you spoke about, like, you know, someone who's like, you know, younger, doesn't have any kids or doesn't have a really busy career, of course they could dedicate some more time to training, to nutrition. to, to If you have somebody who has is, who is kids, you have a career, you're just a really busy person, bring bring training and this aspect into your life. How can this fit into my life versus I have to train all of this time and trying to add it into already busy schedule? And we spoke about, like, you know, something we are learning about, you know, when someone's going perimenopause, menopause different stage of a woman's life as well you have to adapt your training to this these new factors here again so it's recognizing where you are because then you can be kinder to yourself and say okay this is my life these are the things I have to do how can I incorporate something that's going to benefit me uh in a, in a way that, that that makes it easy for me so if one or two sessions a week is going to make it easy for you like something I definitely have spoken to a mother about recently and it's something I've seen over the years is that an observation is that mothers put themselves last so many times when it comes to looking after everyone else, they put themselves last. So that 30 minutes once or twice a week can be your time because it's it's actually, it's it's crazy to see, but like, you know, they will, they'll put obviously the kids first, but even like all the, everything, all the jobs that have to get done, they'll get done and they won't give themselves 30 or 40 minutes once or twice a week. What will happen by doing that 30, 40 minutes once or twice a week? you'll be you'll feel a better person you'll be in better form and you know that's going to benefit everybody around you as well so just just create that importance of yourself a little bit more moving forward
1: and, and that's avoiding it becoming a stress then as well or making yeah. it a, a, a stress to have half to exercise so when it comes to your nutrition when it comes to your exercise um approaching it in a way that suits your current lifestyle that's not going to cause you too much stress and uh, in a way that you can be consistent with longer term as opposed to looking at it uh, short term or just this quick fix that you're just
0: going to do for the next. Yeah. And honestly, if you, if you don't have a grasp on energy balance, uh, on how it works, on how nutrition works, it is about getting advice whether it's from us or whether it's from somebody else. But that is the concept of weight loss. So you have to get that principle in whatever way you, you achieve that that's fine but you have to take the approach of knowing what that is because that's going to determine a lot versus your diet approach
1: okay so in conclusion uh, figuring out um where you are now so where you are now from a training point of view and as ian spoke about uh pretty much in, in all cases having that like beginner mindset especially that first few weeks back uh being nice to yourself and then kind of scaling upwards uh, gradually
0: Regular exercise in any form will be of benefit. So people have spoken about like, you know, what can I do between now and when the gym's reopen, where are you? So have you not been exercising at all? Brisk walking, any bit of light light bodyweight exercises, you know, doing doing something at home once a week or twice a week doing something is going to be of benefit so just take it from start if you're listening to this now start okay do something it's going to be beneficial if you're doing online classes keep doing your classes keep doing your pts you know just be ready to go maybe look at your okay what areas gonna look at is my sleeping check am i highly stressed is my nutrition in order what can i focus on here if i am someone who's exercising regularly yeah
1: so a little goes a long way um you know people look at exercise and think you know have to be doing it for 45-60 minutes. Like, no, you don't. If you have like five or six or five or ten minutes to go out, get some fresh air, go for a walk. You're not doing that at the moment, just start with that. You will feel better for it, and that five or ten minutes will inevitably um lead to, 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 to longer down the line. But like doing five minutes of something is better, uh infinitely better than doing nothing at all.
0: Yeah, like there's a there's a concept I use a lot of clients well, it's called it the power of one. And it's not even five minutes, it's like do one minute of something. And if you do that one minute almost all of the time, you'll be like, I'm doing it anyway. So I'm just gonna do do longer. Saying like if you want to do one push-up, i do one push-up, okay? Do one push-up every day. And then you're down there like, oh, I'll probably do two or three or four or five because I'm down there. Oh, I'm gonna go for a walk for one minute, step outside the door for one minute, you're not gonna come back after a minute. But it's again, it's that starting is the hardest part. So really take that approach of just starting.
1: Yeah, and then finally be kind to yourself. Uh, acknowledge your progress So so be kind to yourself. Um, the last five months have been really, really tough for a lot of people, even the last like 15 months have been very, very tough. Um, so, you know, ease yourself uh, back into it, like, you know, forget about this kind of concept of, you know, I should be doing this, or this is where I should be. Um, the fact that you're even like, you know, listening to this webinar this evening, you should recognize that as, 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 as a win, well done. Um, and acknowledge that you know you, you you want to get back into exercise, back after back into like looking after yourself, and all progress that you make, uh, no matter how small, is still progress.
0: And that that's we're very bad, you know, as are Irish people as are people in general, at giving ourselves a pat on the back, and it's like again we, we only have these one or two measures that we use of how we're progressing. But if you're just doing a little bit more to improve your health, whether it be physical or mental, you have got to give yourself that recognition because if you're constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing, you have never a chance to enjoy right now. You've never a chance to be in the present moment if you're just chasing the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. And goals are important. But if you can't enjoy the journey along the way, then you're losing lots of time. So it's really important to set Expectations, but in my opinion, I said, "Came for come command, set them low, and just and just hammer them." Because like when you're when you're getting those wins, it's like, okay, I'm going to try and train once a week, and do that, and then add on to that. Okay, I'm going to go to bed at this time every night. That's a reasonable hour. There's no point in me saying to you go to bed at 10 o'clock if you're someone who goes to bed at 12 o'clock every night. Okay, I'm going to go to bed at 11 o'clock. Do that every single night, and then then see can you make it a bit earlier. Those little steps. You're not going to get everything straight away. You have to make it realistic and take the approach of aim low and jump over at that, height. That's the logic we'd be looking to take.
1: Yeah, so there's not, not there as well, but uh, we asked to please do as well when it comes to exercise is uh, take the approach of, you know, looking at exercise as something that you want to enjoy and that you want to feel good about um, as opposed to comparing and you them before because there, there will be differences there
0: 100 so this is our question time okay so we have some questions that came in that we'll go through right now uh but now it's time as well to put in your questions into the question box if you have them uh and we will happily answer them so just type away there and we'll start away with the questions that we got coming in so don't be afraid to ask any questions uh you know someone else will be thinking it as well
1: so How to control uh, weekend eating and getting back on track after a bad
0: weekend This is probably the most common thing that we face (laughs) Uh, You know, we've done a full, so like in our Feel Great private group Like, you know, we've done a full video on this as well to our members Uh, So it really is about your approach again It's like, are you being so restrictive? Uh, Are you highly stressed, sleeping poorly? You know, that the weekend comes and you're just like, oh, freedom because, I, because of the way you're eating isn't your normal way of eating That you feel I've been good all week And I've restricted myself all week So no I deserve all of this If that's the approach you're taking It's actually the week previous Like leading up to the weekend that you should be looking at mm. You shouldn't feel in a restrictive state Monday to Thursday or Friday That it feels like I, I deserve all of this now Because I've been so good We have to balance obviously You know eating well, nutritious food, but having a few drinks, enjoying yourself, maybe having a takeaway. It's about making smart choices. You know, it's, a, it's a, like have a few drinks or have the takeaway, but how can I fit this into my total weekly calorie allowance? And if I go over my calories, okay, that's fine. I'll just continue on as normal the, the following couple of days. Instead of making it one day where you kind of overconsume, you end up making it two and a half or three days because you feel bad for what you've done even though you've just ate food and had a few drinks and then you continue into the next few days.
1: Yeah, I suppose when I may ask a lot of people, John, what you consider the weekend, it, it is Friday to Sunday, but that's kind of half the week really when you think about it. So like if you've got this like week versus uh, weekend mentality and like half of the week, you're massively overconsuming, that's obviously going to have a massive impact on any weight loss goal. And as Ian said, if you're being very restrictive, uh, during the week, um, that then is going to lead to this binge restrict mentality that like we see people like cycling through that is quite hard to get out of. And obviously, obviously there's going to be differences between like your weekend eating and your week eating, but like, it shouldn't be, you know, completely black and white like that there there can be some similarities in there you can still have a routine and a plan come the weekend people are very very good at like you know planning their monday to thursday monday to friday track and everything When in reality most people probably don't need to track monday to thursday monday to friday it's the weekend that you need to put the effort into, into into tracking um maybe try that for a while uh because come the weekend a lot of people you know don't track anything and then you know one,
0: but if you um, don't track it, it doesn't count, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and and unfortunately, that is a mentality that we see with people as well. And like, you could spend ninety five percent of the week, you know what you consider consider like you know eating good and eating he- healthy, but like that other five percent of the time, you know you're you're consuming a massive amount of calories that putting you into a surplus um again that's going to have detrimental impact on any weight loss goal and that in turn leads to mass frustration because people you know see the 95 percent of the time and all this time and effort they're putting into it and like you know in a very short period of time you can do a lot of uh damage when yeah. it comes to in terms of consuming calories anyway yeah And um, so yeah it's, it's, it's just about having that awareness that like you know if over that one day or that weekend that you are over consuming you have to be honest with yourself and realize that that is going to have an impact
0: yeah oh, there hasn't been a tangent or rent yet but until you notice there's, <laughs> there's, there's actually one coming here because i've been thinking about this and it, i don't know when was the right time to actually to talk about this but it's a bit of honesty from my side okay and i think some people need to hear this is that you actually can't have your cake and eat it too and what i mean by that is that people get frustrated mostly because they say they want to lose weight they want to tone up they want to be in better shape but i want to drink at the weekends i want to have all the food i want at the weekend and i don't want to make too many sacrifices when it comes to feeling healthy being healthy having takeaways drinks with your friends that's social health that that's really really part of health when it comes to losing weight losing body fat being in better shape you're kidding yourself if you don't think you have to make a sacrifice so you do have to make some choices where you decide that i'm not going to drink this weekend or i'm not going to have that slice of cake or that takeaway this weekend because i want to get in better shape and and it's at a point where you kind of recognize there's a balance there of you know you're not you're not Missing out on social events and feeling isolated, and being on an a, a strict meal plan because you want to drop body fat, and that's that's impacting your mental health. But you also recognise you can't simply just consume alcohol and eat what you want every single weekend and expect to lose weight. It just doesn't work that way.
1: And look, we are all about uh, balance and having a balanced lifestyle. But if you do have a goal and a weight loss goal, certain sacrifices do need to be made. Yeah, and look, I'm delighted that I have now, uh, eventually over the last few years, uh, you know, achieved a good balance in my life. But like, you know, it took eight to nine years of like living a life, like, you know, on the other side side of balance, to to actually achieve that. So it does take time and you do, like I have to recognize that like sacrifices do have to be made to, to get to a
0: place where you want to get uh, to like goals. and because like that's because I've said to people before like in a, and I say it to most clients I don't really say it publicly like but you know you haven't gotten in the shape you're in due to balance so like it's been an imbalance of over consumption over an extended period of time that's why you've gained body fat like if when you again when you understand energy balance I know there's so many other factors at play as to why you did but Basically, you've been imbalanced in regards to your calorie intake and your, your expenditure over time, and you've gained body fat. That's what has happened. So there does have to be some sort of imbalance the other way so you can use up that body fat, and that's what you're trying to achieve in a sustainable way. And, and usually
1: that imbalance has has taken place over a substantial amount of substantial years. Substantial amount of years. And then the unfortunate reality then is a lot of people want to rebalance in six weeks, which <laughs> just isn't, isn't feasible or going to happen.
0: Like the, the thing when it comes to body fat, like people don't recognize, you know, and this is a, a, I don't know, take it with a pinch of salt, you know, to put on a pound of body fat, pure fat, you have to over consume three and a half thousand calories. So if your daily calorie intake is 2000 calories and you, you haven't ate five, well, most people haven't ate an five and a half thousand calories and they step on the scales the next day or up a pound, they relate that to being up a pound of fat, they're a failure, they're not feeling great. That's simply not how it works, it's the same when it comes to losing a pound of body fat. It's like you have to be in a three and a half thousand calorie deficit per This is again, you know, with a pinch of salt, but that's why you see your four five hundred calorie deficit per day type thing. And that's over seven days, so you're weighing, you're weighing flying up and down four or five six pounds a day. Is not body fat going up and down. You have to recognize there's so many other variables and factors at play. End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> have any uh, questions come in there? No? Uh, for down, down. Yeah, for our reasons first, and uh, we'll answer these so. Um, is yeah. where well, I'm going to expect
1: low calorie um, alcohol options for when the pubs reopen
0: again, not GT. <laughs> <laughs> so, t is a good one, yeah. uh, but like, again, anything. So, like, we like to think ourselves as realistic you know, we're not a type of gym or our coaches who are like, you know, you can't drink, you can't do this, or whatever. But like, it, it, when it comes to society reopening, we are kind of facing a big challenge that like, like pubs and restaurants are basically opening the exact same as gyms. So we're going to have people going, I want to be really healthy, but I want to have a takeaway and I want to go for dinner and I want to have drinks. So like, again, like we just spoke about, it's like deciding what you want and trying to create some sort of balance of you're going to have your meal out, but you're going to be aware of what you're eating, going to make some smarter choices, you're going to go for lower calorie drinks. So vodka maybe vodka. <laughs> vodka, vodka and
1: any slim lines as well so yeah. your, a spirit, your spirits, your spirits as well the the mixers can you know uh lead, like if you're having like six drinks multiplied by six mixers which are 100 calories each that's 600 calories just from the mixers not a not mindset the, the alcohol yeah or the, or the vodka or whatever so uh go slim line or diet and that's automatically going to have a big impact yeah like zero calorie seven ups or whatever, yeah. like that type of thing yeah. like you know they're, they're, they're ideal yeah.
0: options uh so
1: mm-hmm. um yeah, so uh gyms are returning the same time as like you know uh dining and pubs so uh I feel nervous nervous as it's easy to have control at home at the moment so i think you touched on this uh, kind of early yeah like we're you know
0: we, we do have you know we haven't been going to restaurants and, and eating eating out much like you know so it's you're in control of your meals. You're in control of what you're having. Like even at home there I'm having like a fake way at the moment I love it. It's like a breast in the bun, chip season curry. It's definitely eight hundred thousand calories less than like one that I get out somewhere. But like I'm in control of the ingredients. Like you know you're not gonna have that when you go to a restaurant. And it can be daunting because like you know if you've if you have been eating well or wellish and you're going out what can you do? So, first of all, is enjoy your meal. We've been in lockdown. You know, go out and don't be don't be like fretting too much about like, you know, enjoying yourself having a meal and a few drinks. But it's like, okay, how can I, I can maybe walk in the calories here slightly? Can I go for a lesser option than I normally would have? Can I be aware of the foods that I'm eating? Can I get the dressings on the side? You know, again, and it, the alcohol consumption. Can I can I choose my drinks beforehand and see can I stick to those? They're the kind of options you want to look at. But at the same time, we talk about health social health of socializing and meeting people that's massive for mental health as well so it's not just about that so it's a way up the options is what i'd suggest and
1: i get what this person's coming out here because like i have heard from people especially in the last two weeks where people are now becoming anxious as society reopens up so we were anxious we were in lockdown in front of us and now people are anxious for the opposite reason uh, so like when you're at home seven days a week you're in control of exactly what you're eating and what you're doing whereas like when you start going out for meals now again and getting food that you haven't prepared that you haven't made and that you're not 100% sure what's going into it um, you know, pe- people are getting, getting anxious now about that also so as Ian said it's about like you know making smart choices but also enjoying yourself
0: yeah again you have to kind of weigh up your options as to to what you want to achieve, really, you know, and what's important to you because it comes down to what's important to you. And something I think I've seen, like, you know, people are nervous about, you know, to so put on some weight over lockdown, seeing other people. And look, that's a natural thing. I'm not going to say here and, like, say, say, don't act as if nobody cares. But your true friends, okay, the people that are really important to you, they don't care how you look. They really don't. So they're the ones that matter, the people in your life, in your circle, okay? So don't be putting yourself under unnecessary pressure to try and please someone else do do what you want to do for you for your health for your benefit that's what you need to do
1: and if it's important enough to you um you know and if you have a, a, big, a big enough why, like you know we've spoken about this before like you know, when it comes to like setting your goals um like if it's a big enough why, and you know you're you're going to you're going to come up with a reason to do it whereas it's like this kind of like superficial why. um so like you know i want to lose weight uh because like i feel like i should lose weight as opposed to having like a real uh deep purposeful uh why or meaning to you you know it's, it's probably not going to last like long term i've spoken Uh, I've noticed to to, to clients before it's like you have to have a why. you have to have a purpose as to like why you're doing something as opposed to a a superficial uh, reasons like you know do you want to lose weight because of societal pressures or you know because um, it's something you feel like you should be doing um, as opposed to it being like you know really deep down uh, important to you because it's deep down important to you um, and you know what do we say before it's like three ways yeah exactly <laughs> it's like by the time you ask like the third why it's like when you get to the real reason
0: why you're doing uh, what someone you're doing. has
1: uh, a goal and it's exactly like you know yeah. doing what you what you do
0: is there more to
1: we, we've actually we've addressed Covered most of them but just one here on like um i think it'd be important to talk about how to cope with comparing pre-pandemic um training and body versus now
0: so you That's, don't yeah <laughs> honestly you you don't compare you can't because you, can't, yeah. you should only ever compare something that is the same the same kind of things you're looking at so if i compare in someone's training say if someone gives me a training log and i'm looking at the training from that same time was the situation the same in that type of training so if, if the answer is yes then okay yes you can compare it the situation has not been the same at all. So you don't compare your training. You're not
1: comparing like for like.
0: You don't compare your body. You know you haven't. So when when you, your body pre pandemic was for some people training two or three days a week, you know enjoying the weekends or whatever, but you know watching their nutrition, walking in a routine like you know normal life, and that was just absolutely upturned. So like you just you you can't compare. I can't stress how much we need people. And when you come into ATP, you're going to know we're going to be like. We'll just stop you from like, can I look back at this? Look back and it's like, no, you start from where you are right now because you've gotten through a pandemic and we're still on the way out of it. But this is where you start right here, right now. And you look at your life right now, what you're doing on a daily basis. How can you manage the next few months, the next few years and be the healthiest version of yourself that way?
1: And what changes can I start making now? That are going to benefit me in like you know six
0: twelve months time. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, it's called present bias, and present bias is like what we all are. We're all we all focus on what's important right now. Like what, Ian, right now, what? How can Ian get the best of right now? Not six months time. We don't care what Ian is six months time. We don't care what, what it's going to do. What you do now, we don't care what's going to happen in six months time or years time It's so far away. Whereas if you start taking that mindset of thinking, okay, if I do this thing now in six months time, I won't be back into square one I'd actually be just continuing my journey along by being consistent over time with the basic stuff and that's what's going to lead to your success so there was only one real rant there no, to be fair so I'm happy with that just one or two there and we'll finish up.
1: you know well, it's all good talking about like training and getting back to the gym we are quite aware as well that like um, some people aren't comfortable coming back to the gym quite yet um, which is totally fine but like we, we do have we do have options there for you if you did exercise and getting back into like looking after yourself and your nutrition is something that you're interested in doing. If you haven't been doing much over the last few months or last year, you have our online uh, feel great program. It's been getting like, you know, massive um, feed, feed, feedback. We're absolutely delighted with how it's gone. And it's helping a lot of people. So it's something that you'd be interested in.
0: Just contact us and we'll let you know. Like our goal here is to educate, coach and empower people to to feel their best. It really is. That's why we do these webinars. That's why we're on social media. It's why we do what we do. Education is a massive, massive factor. And we believe anybody who doesn't fully understand nutrition, training or sleep, how these impact your health, it's all in our Feel Great program. So if you're looking to sign up, all you do is contact us. I will be sending out this talk as well to people after. So thank you very much for joining. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it. Tag ATP Fitness Cork. Send it to somebody that you think might benefit from the podcast. We appreciate your support. Thanks.